You are listening to John Herika on SFM. So let's talk cricket for the next hour. Yesterday, I had to pre-record an interview with Gary Kirsten, left-hander, batting technique, all of his own, known as one of the strongest pillars of the South African top order. He's got himself uh, an online coaching course. We spoke to him uh, for a little while yesterday. Here's part one. Um, yeah, well, I'm, I'm running a coaching business, which I have for the last uh, six or seven years. And um, I'm still involved in um team coaching stints around the world um, I'm still contracted and under the in the in the hundred competition which was postponed this year mm. um, and I'm still doing Mazanzi League with the Durban heat I don't think I'm gonna be called the Durban heat this year there's the, the new names um, floating around but uh, yeah still enjoy the team coaching space but um, spending more time in our um, online coaching business we're going to get to that in a moment. I just want to ask you right at the beginning, and I remember I was having a conversation with a cricket journalist, and I asked him, what does a cricket coach do? And it's, it always amazes me. Like, How does Gary Kirsten teach Sachin Tendulkar to be a better batsman or Jacques Callas to be a better all-rounder? What, what is it that a cricket coach of a national team actually does? Well, that's a good question because um, coaching Sachin Tendulkar uh, in how to pick his bat up differently is probably about 0.1% of the work. Um, But the professional cricket coach is like any manager or professional leader of any uh, uh, professional sporting team around the world. Um, There's a huge amount to do um, from recruiting to contracting to um, uh, season management and preparation for how you're going to run a season to getting into match time and building strategies for every match to doing one-on-ones with uh, players and building individual development plans for them to uh, um, working with support staff and and managing how they are doing their work um i could speak i could speak to you a whole day about the work that a, a professional coach does and it's extensive and it's uh it's far more than the captain of a team does mm. um, because all he does is he leads his team onto the field of play <laughs> and then obviously have to go and make the performances but the preparation around every performance is vast these days in the modern game of sport um and um that's basically the that's at the hands of the coach and that, that's why that's why when uh, managers professional managers and coaches when the team doesn't do well they're the first guys to get fired mm. Because they, they basically hold the accountability of the team. What do you guys look at on the laptops that are in front of you while a match is on? Well, these days we've got um, um, access to a huge amount of data points, especially the shortened version of the game. Um, and, and those um, data points um, allow us to map out our strategies, and we're doing that in real time now. Um, so, so every team is looking for that slight competitive advantage. So we will be able to um, build strategy in a matchup between one of our players and one of the opposition players, and we can we can we can feed him with real time information at the moment in terms of how to how to map it out and how to put that strategy together. And I think the beautiful thing about T Twenty cricket is that they um, you, you're in such a complex unpredictable environment that strategies are changing over by over Um, so we are communicating with the players on the field as best we can um, you know every over that's why I'm a big advocate for marking up a coach to a captain because we've got information 
off the field that can help the team on the field and we want to get that information across and a lot of other sports are doing that now if you take NFL in, in America um, there's constant communication between the coach and the, and the quarterback yeah, and, and and even baseball, it's not quote unquote not allowed in baseball. But all those hand tips and elbow movements and all those kind of things—they're always talking, aren't they? Yeah, there's constant communication going on, and that's why it's just the the games the the, the game has become uh, you know so data driven. Mm. Um, you're still going to make um, you know human performance decisions, um, and you know you are. Uh, you know, as a coach, you've got players that you're working with, and they are—you can't treat them as performance tools. They are human beings. So, you know, there's always the the, the art of coaching that is very relevant um, to every scenario that you're confronted with. But certainly, as a as an add-on, the the science of of the game now has become more and more relevant. Yeah, and it's it's still a human being that has to bowl the ball, and somebody has to hit the ball, and somebody has to chase the ball in the end, right? Absolutely, but the old adage of, yeah, let's hit the top off with the odd bouncer is a little bit outdated in the modern game. You know, and uh, stretch your toes and warm up. I mean, there's a, there's, a, there's a lot more to it. You just have to look at the way the Australian team have managed their fast bowlers over mm. the last three years. And they basically know now almost to, to the game when uh, a player's going to break down. Sure. You know, and um, so they'll, they'll pull that player out just just in that time, get him fresh and, 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 and strengthen him up again and rehab him and then get him ready for, you know, for, for games down the line. So when you talk about that, you suddenly realize the impact that COVID-19 has had on world cricket then. The, as you say, to the game, suddenly those games have all been moved around. It's, it's, it must be a massive challenge for coaches and managers. It is, absolutely. absolutely. And, um, yeah, I think I think a tough journey for them all. Be, but but you know it is what it is. I think we all have to adapt in in our lives, and we would have to be a little bit more creative um, in in how we um, work. Um, and I think it's been good for everyone. I think the one benefit of COVID for the player, especially those players that are playing across all the formats, is they've got they're on a kind of a six month forced break. And um, some of the players have desperately needed, I think, of Kahisa Rabada, how much he's kind of needed, just a significant break. Mm. I mean, he would have finished the South African season, gone straight to IPL, which is very intense and hectic, and then had five weeks off and then gone to Sri Lanka, you know. So, the, so it's, just, it's, just a, it's just a never-ending cycle. So I'm pleased from that perspective for the player that gets this forced rest. And hopefully those guys that have used the time wisely um, have rehabbed themselves and got themselves physically where they need to be um, and ready for, for the rigours of international cricket. Let's talk about IPL quickly. Would you have been there this or Are you going to the UAE this year? No, I'm not. I was with RCB, but I got fired. Oh, no. you know, I'm, like, I'm like one of um, um, every coach in the world. You know, the only two scenarios that are that are that a sports coach manager has you either have been fired or you're about to be fired <laughs> so, <laughs> so I fit into I fit into those categories um, yeah so we had a uh, below average season with RCB and um, I was asked to thank you but no thank you don't mm. need your services anymore which is cool it happens yeah um, so we move on what do you imagine IPL in front of empty stands Um, you know, cricket, uh, domestic cricket's used to empty stands, um, but not IPL. 
Um, so it's going to be a different journey. But like every every one of the other sports, mm. you know, they've all adapted and, and moved on, and, the, and at least the players can get on. And you know, it's all televised. So, so um, I think the atmosphere won't be there, but the the match continues, and the players will get up for it. You know, they want to win and they want to compete, and so I'm sure it's going to be very entertaining. My guest is Gary Kirsten. We're chatting to him about a number of things. Coming up in a moment, we're going to talk about his Coach Ed Cricket. Summer Bluely doing his version of Smooth Operator. I like this one. Nice, jazzy, funky, summer kind of thing. You with SAFM, our big question for you today, and it's online as well, is why is German football just so good at the moment? Uh, this message coming from Tafara saying German football's been good for as long as I've followed soccer, and that's more than 20 years. The 4x4 in the Champions League semi-finals, Bayern and Dortmund each scored four goals in matches against Barca and Madrid on their way to meeting in the final. Germany at the World Cup holders, not for the first time before the current holders, France. Uh, so, yeah, what is it about German football? I know, remember it was 2010 when we elected or selected a couple of Brazilian coaches. And the talk then was, yeah, Brazilian is the the way to go. Brazilian style is the way. And then there was always about the African style. The African style is the way to play. Maybe it's just German. Why don't we all just play good old German strongman football? Let us know what you think over the next uh, 35 minutes or so. Uh, Apologies for the quality of Gary Kirsten's phone line. It was kind of the best we could do. So let's take part two of that chat with South African batsman, uh, former pro tier, Gary Kirsten. SAFM. Primetime all day long. Gary Kirsten's my guest. You're with SAFM. This is Sport Tracks. Gary, talk to me about your coach ed cricket. Online coaching for coaches. I love this idea. Yeah, I mean, it's, um, uh, it's, it's myself and a, and a team of guys that uh, four years ago we decided we wanted to build a, a, f- a fully online uh, coach education platform that um, gave access to any cricket coach, of which there are hundreds of thousands in the world, Hmm. the opportunity just to upgrade their skills, to accredit themselves further in the knowledge that they are becoming better coaches. And one of the principal reasons why we went for it is because there are lots of barriers to to getting yourself further upskilled or accredited in coach education around the world. You know, essentially you have to be invited to do what what they call the so-called level threes and level fours. They kind of only some countries don't even do it every year. Some some do only you know only twenty coaches a year can can do it. And it, I, I felt a little bit weird. If you want to become a better coach, or or, or, you want, or um, if you went into another industry and want to become a better accountant, or you or, or you want to get an MBA, there there are a number of different places you can do it. And these days. Um, you know, there are many online platforms where you can get your certificates and prove that you are well qualified to, um, you know, to to further um, your coaching career. And I think that was the intention behind it from the outset. Uh, is it all online? Yeah, there are three products. The one is the library, which essentially is just a bank of information over 12 modules, Um with about 250 videos embedded into the platform that allows people to um, build their their, their um, base of drills and skills that they can use in their coaching. Um, but I think the one that we're really excited by is the is the actual basic accreditation, which is fully online and where the whole thing is automated over 12 modules. It takes about 
really if you're really diligent it'll take you about three weeks to complete um, and those once you've completed that accreditation we feel that um, you know you can coach any um, amateur cricket team that you're involved in you know whether it's an under 19 a team or an under 13 a team sure. at, a, at school you've got the skills to be able to cover all the bases that you need to and then we've got our elite accreditation um, which is an applicant you, you apply for for a position there are only 20 in the in the cohort and we do three cohorts in the year this year we've done our, we've completed our first one and and are into our second one but these this accreditation is like the MBA of cricket coaching and um, we've pitched it um, um, that once you've once you've accredited yourself with this you you can much go and coach a professional team sure so let's just go back to the accreditation packages you're saying if i was a, a school teacher would this be something that i should do if i want to go into and and put making my first team be so much better absolutely i mean the research that we did especially with your tier two and tier three cricket schools in in south africa was that there's a desperate need for it that there's a lot of cricket coaches out there that are you know, have, have got very, are either not qualified or got very basic qualifications. And, mm. you know, parents are investing a lot into <laughs> their kids' sport. And and to know that they're in the hands of uh, someone who's not, you know, you, you know, not at all qualified is concerning, mm. um, to say the least. Um, and um, this this is a, this for us sits as part of uh, teacher and coach development. And, um, you know, we like to think that schools would um, release budget to allow their teachers to qualify themselves further in this and because the thing is is rem is remote and and can be done online um it just makes it that much easier for coaches you know in their downtime to complete the course i imagine it's cheaper as well instead of having to fly gary kirsten out for a week or two weeks to to do a course you're, you're somewhere else and it doesn't matter and it must be cheaper yeah absolutely i mean i run the full elite accreditation so i'm i'm the lead instructor and i mean that's been fun and there's lots <laughs> of interaction lots of, lot of interaction with the coaches um but as i said those coaches i mean we've we've got some under 19 a school coaches there but um i kind of mentor them through that coaching journey mm. over the 12 weeks so it's been fun for me as well i've really enjoyed it i've enjoyed uh, we've invited um um, guest coaches onto the platform. I mean, we've had uh, you know, we had Justin Langer on there. We've sure. had Peter Moore, Trent Woodhill from Australia. We've had a couple of of the international women coaches. Um, we've had some international players on there as well. Fafdi Plessis being on it. Graham Smith, um, Kahisa Rabada, um, and and a bit of international flavour. Dan Vittori's been on it, and uh, so. So the guys are getting some real good quality input from cricket practitioners from around the world, mm -hmm. and yeah, we, we and and again on the on the basic accreditation as well. It's it's essentially just our IP over over um, you know thirty odd years in, sure. the, in <laughs> <Yeah>. the game. <laughs> uh, it's. Do, do you get a certificate at the end? Uh, yeah, you, you always worry about coaches and courses and things, but yeah, obviously you need to be able to have the skills. But would I be able to do this as a regular cricket fan and then go somewhere and go, how's it, guys? I could be your coach. Yeah, that's a great question. And, and I mean, that's something that we paid a lot of attention to. Yes, you do um, get a, a certificate. Um, but the but the the important thing is what does the certificate mean mm. you know and can you go and you know get yourself a, a job a job on the back of 
the certificate? And, and the answer to that is um, we believe you absolutely can, um, but the, our credibility sits in, in, in the brand and obviously the, the work that I've put behind it as a as a um, international coach. Mm. Um, but obviously it would be nice to get endorsements. Um, we, we've, we, we now in kind of in many ways we're partnering up with CSA they're putting some of their coaches onto the, onto the elite accreditation which is brilliant but you know to get an endorsement from CSA or from the ICC is first prize for us um, because I think it just gives it doesn't it doesn't worry us as much as it does the coaches you know it gives them the, the heads up that this is an, an ICC endorsed course and that means a, a, a lot to them I think the more experienced coaches are using this as a short course topper mm-hmm. Um, and they've already got their accreditations, already got their levels, so it's not as, as relevant to them. What about, you mentioned the word development. Obviously, you know, South Africa is going through issues, CSA is going through issues. We're not going to touch on that in this show. But coaching coaches is so important. Getting those previously disadvantaged coaches up to a level that's that's equal and the best in the world, right? Yeah, that's absolutely vital. And, and another, you know, another good question and um my foundation has focused a lot on that in Kylie Cher, where we've got eight fully paid coaches that we've developed over the last five, six years, working with uh, township players across five schools, and we're building a cricket centre of excellence at one of those schools now. So they, their development and their upskilling is ongoing. And in fact, one of those foundation coaches is doing the elite course at the moment um, because we just value the work that he's doing and we feel he's got real potential to go on and become a professional coach which is very exciting um but we've also offered it to we've also offered the basic accreditation um for free to to as many um township coaches as as we can get um get contact with you know and um so far we've we've uh, uh connected with about 80 township coaches sure. and not all of them are 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 active on the platform at the moment because they have challenges they basically doing the, the course through their cell phone and um, also they don't have um, significant Wi-Fi networks so they're using their 3G so what we've done with our foundation coaches is that we we pay for their 3G um, so it makes it easier for them to sit for hours on the you know, on the platform. But unfortunately, with, with, with a lot of the other coaches, we haven't been able to do that. Right. Um, but ultimately, that's what you want to do is get their, their kind of, um, I guess, their, their 3G network um, paid for uh, whilst, they, whilst they are doing the coach at work because they can't all get access to Wi-Fi. So, so they have to do it through their cell phone networks, you know. So we've engaged one or two of the cell phone companies whether they would be prepared to offer us um free data whilst the guys are doing coach it, but we haven't been able to secure anything um, yet. Yeah, don't even get me started on the networks, but we'll <laughs> let's move on. Uh, what about parents? I know you know there's there's a lot of dads and and moms as well who want to help coach their little boys and girls through cricket. Can they get involved? We would love them to get onto the library, right? Um, and 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 just buy the library. It's a hundred dollars, which what is in these days you never know what it is. <laughs> right, thousand eight hundred rand, I think, and. Uh, you know, it's well worth the worth the spend with the bank of information that you're going to get. I mean, the the level of drills. There are, we believe that a a parent can, you know, become a really effective coach if he goes through the library of information. Mm. So he doesn't have to become accredited because he's not going to be a coach, but at least he can learn how to 
I see hundreds of parents coaching their kids around the Western Cape. So, um, yeah, absolutely will help them become better coaches, I suppose. Yeah, rather, rather, do it, rather do it the right way than something that you might have learnt incorrectly 30 years ago when you were in first team cricket. Well, I do cringe when I do see some of the parents on the side of the field coaching the kids because <laughs> the information they're sharing is completely incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> the game has changed a tad, hasn't it? Absolutely. Uh, my guest is Gary Kirsten. We're chatting about his uh, Coach Ed. You can find out more at coachedcricket.com. Sport Tracks on SFM with John Carica. Before you go, I want to talk about your career. I know we've done this sort of backwards, but uh, what if I was to ask you like one highlight, I'm sure you've been asked this a million times, one highlight of your career, where would it be, your playing career? first test match yeah. was my biggest highlight because I never thought I would play a test match for South Africa um, you know and it's a real privilege for any one of us and there haven't been many that have played test match cricket mm-hmm. for South Africa over the last you know since our new democracy um, 94 um, and uh, well the, the, the international cricket started before then but um, I think I played my first test match in December of 93 correct and um, that was a absolute highlight. I mean, the the first class game that I was playing before that, literally weeks before that test match, um, because I got called in as a reserve after Brian McMillan got injured, and um, I was playing against Cricoland West in Kimberley, <laughs> and um, they counted eleven people in the stadium over the four days. <laughs> over four days. Yeah. <laughs> and basically they were the security guards <laughs> they, were, they were the only people that were watching the game and three weeks later I then walk into the Boxing Day test match at the MCG oh. with 90,000 people in the stadium sure. so it was a it was a it, it was a massive a very intimidating and a massive shift mm. in, in that so, so my biggest highlight in my career was playing just, just that first test match for South Africa yeah I remember walking on as a as a schoolboy playing cricket, just so nervous. I was a eleven in batting eleven in the C team, just so nervous, literally shaking in my boots. What what was it like facing that first ball? Yeah, it's intimidating. I mean, I think by then you've kind of worked out a plan and, yeah. and, and how you want to go about it, but it's, it's still intimidating. You're not sure. You're not sure whether you're good enough for this level, and it's no different. Um, I mean, my kids are ones that ones playing um, under 19 cricket the other one um, under 13 and you know you feel you feel for them as well when they walk out to batting stuff you know you don't you generally you're generally failing more than you're succeeding really <laughs> as a batsman so so it's a it's not it's not an easy game when you when you get into it but when you when you are able to score runs and do well it's 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 really exciting and thrilling uh, I want to know about your 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 um, uh, wicket keeping you got one stumping in your ODI career how often did you put on the gloves uh, no uh, there's, there's, I got one stumping and two test wickets and that's as a bowler and that's neither of them are anything to talk about there's absolutely no highlights in the middle <laughs> it, it, yeah, you, you see these stories and it's it's always uh, the, the, the those extra little overs that you bowled and you maybe saved a test match or something nothing like that Mm. You know, it's a real privilege. I mean, I just think of the guys today and 
and um, you know it's 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 amazing um, and very important for me that we um, that we that we build some history around it. You, you know what I mean? Because we've had a divided past, um, we can't necessarily we we haven't got that long history that um, you know that Australia has or the West Indies. England, yeah. You know where where yeah you, know, you go into those stadiums and you will you will feel the history, won't you? No, you, you know you go to you go to uh, play a test match in Antigua, and you will feel the Richards everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> he's like he's like all over the place, you know. And um, you know you go to a, a test match at in Bangalore and you will feel roll drive it around the stadium. And I think it's very important for us to you know to really nurture our history since 93 or 92 where you know the great players like a John Callis um, is very relevant to us as a as a cricketing nation so when when the guy who walks into bat at number four um, knows that um, you know he's fulfilling the shoes of one of the greatest cricketers that has, that mm. has ever lived mm. do you, I mean obviously the, you know the playing years are short and you've gone on and you're doing great things as a coach and now as a coaching coach uh, do you which which do you prefer if you could go back to playing would you be able to play or would you want to play forever or are you liking where you are now oh, listen I was happy to retire <laughs> uh, for, me, for me batting was a fight and a scrap and it was hard work um um, I think for many others uh, it was it was fun, but it wasn't fun for me. So mm. I was happily retired, but I don't think I would have enjoyed coaching as much as I've not gone through the playing journey. Mm. So the privilege of a 17-year professional career allowed me to understand and enjoy coaching equally as much. So I've been a coach now since 2004, which is 16 years, so almost as long as I played. Um, and and probably you know in, in, enjoyed it even more. To be honest with you, it's um, it's a great place to be. You know where you've it is really a, a, a highlight when you've worked hard with a with a young player and you see him you know start to do well or or um, you know he you, you throw an idea at him and he takes it on board and then and then it, and he really gets it. And I mean it's really thrilling to to work with players and see them do well. The other thing about coaching is that it's very broad and varied. You know, there's yeah. a lot of moving parts, and it's complicated. You know, you, you know, you've got 11 players that walk onto a field, all with different personalities and different ways of seeing the world. And your job is to try and get them all to thrive in in the context of a team environment. And um, the one thing I realised as a player is how selfish I was. Yeah. Uh, it's just about me. You know? I just had to worry about my own performance, mm. to be honest with you. So, <laughs> Uh, you know, I think I think coaches and yeah, uh, they certainly understand that uh, it's about everyone, not just about one player. Just to finish off, Gary Kirsten, where is your 2011 World Cup winning medal? Where is it? Yes. <laughs> um, I haven't the foggiest idea, <laughs> but I, I tell you what, I, I, I do know where I do know where my Cape Epic 2017. <laughs> And 18 medals because <laughs> <laughs> that's a tough race that's a tough race so uh, but they're not they belong they belong in, in the garage where all my um, my cycling equipment is that's the only part of the house that I truly own uh, do, you, do you still have your first cap? I do somewhere I'm not, I'm not sure where that is but I have kept a bit 
right. I'm, I'm not a big uh, kind of guy to hold on to things. But That's I have, amazing. I do have my cap somewhere in Jersey or Jersey and yeah, but not 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 a huge amount. You don't have a bar with all Gary Kirsten stuff all over the place. <laughs> Okay, just checking. I don't have a bar, bar full stop. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Coach Ed is the big thing you're focusing on now. What What's next for Gary Kirsten then? Yeah, well, I'm very keen to build this uh, coach education business up. Mm. I think it's been a lot of fun, something that I enjoy. I love working with coaches um, and helping them be the best version of themselves. Um, almost kind of seeing myself as an educator a little bit now. Um, but there's so much to learn, you know, and... Um, I've been fortunate through my network to have access to, to some of the best coaching minds in the world and to be able for, to get them to share their thinking um, has been an absolute privilege. So I'm loving that work. I'd love to build this online business to something significant um, and, and that it adds value to the game of cricket in, in a big way. You know, it's a, For me, for me um, the big thing about the game of cricket, it's a global sport played in a lot of different countries around the world. Um, but there is a common language to the game, and um, to get that that message out and to you know and to share information with coaches around the world is uh, something that I would really enjoy now. Gary Kirsten talking to me yesterday. Once again, apologies for the quality, but uh, hopefully it was good enough for you to, to be able to hear. I uh, spoke to him yesterday about all of those issues. So go do have a look at that website if you're interested in cricket. It seems really simple and uh, really easy to do and will hopefully improve cricket across the country in a number of ways. Uh, we know that there have been many, many issues in cricket and hopefully this will be able to change things nice and slowly.